This is the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I am your host, Ed Moore. You are listening to episode 72, the final coverage of the Mirage volume of Usagi's Journey. Volume 2, issue 16, cover dated October 1995. The story is entitled A Meeting of Strangers. Now, if you want to send feedback after listening, you can leave comments on the posts of the podcast on the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo Facebook page, Ronin Rabbit's Google Plus page. You can leave comments on the site at bigtimenoise.com slash Rabbit, and email is welcome at usagipodcast at gmail.com. Maimoto Usagi, our protagonist, is of course a character in the story, as is Inazuma and the return of Yamanaka. Now, it's hard to say a return because we just talked and, and met about him last episode, but he comes back after having, after having had his plots defeated in the previous story. We open this issue with Usagi sitting in an inn eating. Um, he notices something interesting. Something draws his attention as a female ronin enters the restaurant. Now, she's a little different in that she is dressed, uh, first of all, in pants and the, the geta, uh, not geta sandals, but the uh, the straw uh, sandals that we know of the peasants of Japan. But to me, uh, more interesting is that she carries the katana on her back and the wakazashi in the obi tucked into the obi around her waist. She passes Usagi, not paying him any mind per se, and as she passes Usagi, easily as he's eating, moves his hand down towards his katana who is, that is laying on the bench beside him. In case there's trouble, you know, he his senses are up, something is going on, but he doesn't know exactly what. She passes goes to a table, him surreptitiously watching her the whole way, giving her the side the side eye look there. And she takes a table, orders sake. The innkeeper brings it to her. She pours a drink and says, thank you, I have no money, I'll have to owe you one. And he's like, oh, well. And he, he goes off not wanting to really push the issue because he knows that she could probably just kill him in a heartbeat, no big deal. One of the other patrons over here across the way who is... Uh, consuming probably far too much sake himself, comes over and says, Oh, girly, so you're low on funds, are you? Well, maybe I can help. I'll pay you for your drink and give you a little more. Besides, all you have to do is show me a good time. What do you say, huh, kissy kissy? And the next panel we see, Fwit, zwip, 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 and then she is standing holding her katana uh, right below his nose. And he, you know, huffs and puffs and, and runs off. But right before he takes off, his robes fall as she has shredded them off his body with her sword work. So he runs out of the inn screaming. Usagi notices notices her trouble, flips a coin onto her table and says, your drink's on me. And the coin bounces and then, and then lays on the table there. She finishes her drink gets up, leaves, and on the way out, she she throws over her shoulder, running. Thanks. I owe you one. And then is out. 
Our story goes back to three minutes before what we had just seen, and we have a group of men running down the street. The informant yelling, hurry, hurry. And this informant looks a lot like the uh, informant, I, I don't believe I mentioned him, but the informant that we saw a couple issues ago. Dressed the same with a head covering and a gap in his tooth and everything, but I don't think this is the same village. So, But apparently they're looking for someone, a female, and the informant tells him that she just went in that restaurant there, and as they're discussing it, she walks out. And it is our female Ronan. One of these thugs um, says, hold it right there, and another fills in for killing his son, Boss Bakuchi, has put a price on your life. And before they can even finish, she attacks them, killing them all. Looking down on their bodies with disdain, she whips her sword, thus throwing the the blood off of the blade, sheathes it, and continues on her journey. Usagi watches her walk away, probably having seen the entire encounter, I would suggest. The informant is kind of huddled off to the side, and he, he sees Usagi and recognizes him and goes to take that information back to someone, and we see that he is meeting the informant with Lord Yamanaka, telling him that he has found Usagi. Yamanaki tells the Yamanaka, tells the informant to take all of this money and go hire assassins. And we see that he gives the informant uh, Ryo, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 uh, blocks. I don't know how much a Ryo is, but it's it's gold coins, and I believe that the Ryo is a measure that is equal to the amount of rice it would take to feed one man for a year, I believe was a Ryo. So that's, that's a lot of money to keep somebody alive for a year. So he takes up all the money, and he's just beside himself. Next, we see that Usagi is out, you know, traveling, doing his his wanders as he is, and uh, he comes upon a Buddhist monk who is is dressed very, uh, basically, and he's got a staff, and on the staff are these gold rings, and every time he puts the staff in the ground as he's walking, the, the rings ching, so ching, 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 as he's walking along. He walks past Usagi and then suddenly turns, and he has a spear hidden in his staff. So he unsheaths the spear and attacks Usagi, but Usagi was ready, avoids the attack, and quickly dispatches him. Goes to the body, and Usagi says, Ooh, this is a shikakunin, a professional assassin, definition, dressed as a bonze, a Buddhist priest, definition. I wonder who hired him, and then all of a sudden he turns around and a, a mass of men run out of the forest at Usagi to attack him. Off to the side, we uh, see this little sneak thief who arranged all this, and he's talking to himself and says, the Ronin can't possibly defeat two dozen swordsmen. So that's what this is pouring out of the forest, is two dozen dudes all out to get Usagi since the assassin disguised as the Buddhist priest failed, and so the dude's like, well, I shouldn't even have hired him. He, he sucked. So we have several panels, several pages of Usagi just easily 
actually dispatching these men. Nobody is really getting close, but he does tire himself out in the exertion. As he's standing there, the informant decides that, hey, now's my chance, and if I can kill him, I'll get the reward. He has a bow with him, knocks an arrow, looses it, but suddenly, right before it hits Usagi, a hand reaches up and snatches the arrow out of the air, and we see that it's the female Ronin. She says, I expected better of you, Ronin. The sneak thief, the informant, runs away. And she says, it looks like the Bowman's escaped. He said, what's going on? Why did you save me? She turns to him and says, I told you, I owed you one. And Usaki says, but she says, we're even now. Watch your back, Ronan. I may not be around the next time. Hey, wait a minute. Who are you? And as she's walking away again, she throws over her soldier, Inazuma. That's her name. And that is where this story finishes up. So that hopefully will be the last of... Yamanaka's trying to uh, get rid of Usagi and hopefully the beginning of Usagi's relationship with Inazuma because that looks like a really, really cool character. A female Ronin, that would be awesome for the two of them to team up uh, for stories coming up. I, I like the fact that she carries her katana across her back, something that differentiates her. Must be a reason why she carries it that way. I don't know that they'll ever explain it, but it it makes her, uh, when she's drawn, different because she has the sword on her back. Everyone else has both of them tucked into the OB on the waist. So that's that's pretty cool, I think. Uh, so we have uh, the words uh, Bonze, Bonze, which is a Buddhist priest, the Shikakunin, which is a professional assassin, and of course Ryu, which we've had before. Uh, Gold coins, I believe, as I said, equivalent one is equivalent to the amount of rice it would take to feed a man for a year. A lot of money. A lot of money. And I think way, 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 way back, I even went so far as to equivalent that to what currency now would be and how much that would be. And one is a is a phenomenal price. The amount of money that... Uh, the seaweed dude Yamanaka gave his informant was just a profound amount of money, according to that. All right, so that finishes up the second volume of Usagi's Travels, the Mirage volume. Next episode, episode 73, will start the portion of the journey that Usagi is currently on, his Dark Horse volume, volume 3. Issue 1 will be cover dated 1996, which shows about a six-month break in Usagi's story from what I just talked about to what I talk about next, and that story will be entitled Noodles Part 1. Now, I am still in the first volume of the softcover books that uh, Dark Horse is putting out. The first six Dark Horse stories are in this volume. So we're we're still in this volume, uh, the next. We're we're still in this book volume, I should say, this next volume of Usagi's travels. The first six issues, the first six installments, are in the first volume of the Dark Horse soft covers that have been coming out. So with all of that being said, I will talk to you guys again next time. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 
non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license.